0: Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. To you, Lord. The crowds asked John the Baptist, What should we do? And he replied to them, Whoever has two cloaks to share with the person who has none. And whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. And they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? And he answered them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, And what is it that we should do? And he told them, Do not practice extortion. Do not falsely accuse anyone. And be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation. And all were asking in their hearts, whether John might be the Christ. And John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his thrashing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. To
1: you, Lord Jesus Christ. Last week I mentioned a Jesuit priest. I'd like to begin this homily by recalling him again. His name was Father Alfred Delp. You may have read some of the things that he wrote. He was the rector of St. George's Church in Munich. He had opposed the rise of Hitler and was part of the German resistance. In 1944, he was arrested, tortured, and imprisoned. And during the December of 1944, he wrote some reflections on the season of Advent. His Advent was a real Advent. It wasn't simply an idle time to prepare for Christmas. It wasn't a matter of shopping or of parties. He was in an unheated cell and handcuffed. But he managed to write, and his writings were smuggled out to other prisoners and even outside the prison itself. He was imprisoned in Berlin. And I remarked on what he said at the beginning of his Advent reflections. It might sound a little strange to us. He said, Advent is a time for being deeply shaken. Shaken. Different way of looking at Advent, isn't it? Advent is a time for being deeply shaken. We don't like to be shaken, do we? We like things to be calm. We like things to be tranquil. He says we should be shaken so that man will wake up to himself. So that we will wake up to ourselves, see ourselves for what we really are, to realize what we must do to prepare for the coming of the Lord. He could say that. He also said the the prerequisite for a fulfilled advent is the renunciation of the arrogant gestures and tempting dreams in which and with which man is always deceiving himself. Imagine that, too. The prerequisite for a fulfilled Advent is the renunciation of the arrogant gestures and tempting dreams in which and with which man is always deceiving himself. Again, it demands almost, well, actually it does, a very painful honesty. And he mentions three voices in Advent, Three people who speak to us. There are more than three voices, obviously. There are three in particular that speak to us by way of prophecy. A number of times, at least twice in my homilies, maybe three times, I've mentioned the 11th century saint, St. Nicholas the Wanderer, St. Nicholas Peregrinus, St. Nicholas the Pilgrim. You remember he was a, a young Greek man, but where his lives of the saints refers to him as simple-minded, who came to Italy... He had one tunic that went down to his knees, and he walked through Italy with a crucifix in one hand and shouting, Kyrie eleison. You'll remember him, I think. He was a prophet. He was a voice. I said then I thought that every city, town, village, and hamlet should pay someone to do that. Uh, They probably wouldn't be allowed to do it for very long because we would assume they were emotionally unstable and remove them from society. In the 11th century, they paid attention to him. Some thought he was crazy, but most did not. We have three voices. John the Baptist, the Archangel Gabriel, and the Blessed Mother. The first one we have today. John the Baptist is a serious man. I doubt that we would have felt very comfortable around him. After all, remember, once again, he was the son of a priest, and therefore he was a priest himself. I mean, really hear of him being a priest. As far as we know, he spent his entire adult life in the desert until he came out for a very short time to do what God had called him to do before he was killed by Herod, executed. In the desert, he had a very short mission and a very simple proclamation. Repent, the kingdom of God is among you. The one is coming. The one is coming. He was the forerunner He was a suffering forerunner. And the Messiah, he's proclaiming, is going to be a suffering Messiah. They aren't ready for that. But he tells them what they must do, what Advent is all about, what Father Delp understood better than most people would understand. And so, he then could do what he was called to do, but also as a priest. We have no record of him whatsoever offering sacrifice, or even going into the temple. I'm sure he went into the temple. There's no record of him ever offering a sacrifice, as his father did. Remember, the archangel Gabriel first appeared to Zechariah. Zechariah refused to believe the angel and was struck dumb until St. John was born. <laughs> That's a lesson in that, I think. Uh, when archangels speak to you, believe them. Yeah. And we, maybe the angels speak to us more often than we realize, you know. Uh, it's very possible. In any event... He never offered a sacrifice because he was the one who would point and say, Behold the Lamb of God. He was the one who would announce the sacrifice who was coming into the world that would destroy all the rest of them or make them obsolete. He would point out the Lamb, the Lamb of sacrifice, and tell us to prepare for his coming. He does that in today's Gospel. He has people coming to him about for advice, including tax collectors and soldiers even, who want to know what they are supposed to do. And he tells them what they must do, and the one who is coming, to be aware of the one who is coming, and to be alert to the one who is coming. Again, something we have difficulty doing because we are preoccupied, aren't we? Our world has many things to, get, to gain our attention, and Advent becomes just something that's in the background. Not for Father Delp, not for him. The voice of the Archangel Gabriel also announces the coming of John the Baptist and the birth of our Lord. And the Blessed Mother, she has the shortest of all the statements in Advent, perhaps the most powerful too. You know, she only speaks seven times in Scripture. Seven times. Sometime, when you have a moment, compare the seven times she speaks with our Lord's seven last words from the cross. It's an interesting comparison. Her her words... I am the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done to me as you say. That's it. She's prepared, she's ready. So, on February the 2nd, the feast, Candlemas, the feast of the purification, Father Delp was taken out of his prison cell. Taken outside and hanged. He had completed his advent. The Lord had come. May He come to us in the same way. Not in the sense that we will die as He died, but that we are as prepared as He was. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you, preparing for the coming of your Son. And trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always be prepared for the coming of Jesus Christ. For the healing and strengthening of the church in our own country, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, they will listen to the prophets sent to them and respond in conversion, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our for all those who are sick and suffering and dying, they will know in their sufferings that they proclaim the coming of the Lord. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have ceased to prepare, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for greater respect for human life, especially in the womb, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will have the vision and zeal of St. John the Baptist, that they will proclaim the Lord's presence, for a greater reverence for the missionary nature and witness of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having heard the voice of God. They then may proclaim that to others. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. The may they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed the mercy God, rest and, peace. and for all of us here that our Advent may be a true preparation for the coming of the Lord now in our own lives and at the end of time we pray to the Lord, Lord hear our We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord and Queen of Prophets as we sing